0: Penguins Collective Podcast is brought to you by Third Assist Hockey Company. Third Assist celebrates hockey at its roots, whether it's designing one-of-a-kind vintage and outdoor hockey gloves or whether they're handcrafting custom wood hockey sticks, they're celebrating the history of the game we all love. TPC is the only media outlet with Third Assist discounts, so go over to thirdassist.com and use code TPC15 for 15% off of any gift for yourself or for your family this hockey season. Remember, use code TPC15 for 15% off. Hello and welcome to the Penguins Collective Podcast. My name is Louie. My name is Josh and we are two brothers who love to debate about sports, especially the Pittsburgh Penguins. In this episode, we're going to be covering Chris Letang a thousand games, the Penguins defeating the Flyers and the race gets tighter. I am back and let's get after it. Pittsburgh Penguins defeat the Philadelphia Flyers four to two in a much-needed win, and we got two points. So, Josh, first thoughts off the dome. Tell the people what they want to hear.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a must-win game. It was after losing to Boston, uh, they they needed these two points. They needed these two points to stay in the race with the Islanders and to, you know, stay in the race with the Florida Panthers. This was huge. Two points. I thought they played okay for the most part. Really, just okay. I, I, like in the first period, because okay. like I think the the lucky bounce with Raquel's goal, I think like kind of sparked the team, mm-hmm. and then it like it it, it just. It started to pile up from there. But I think prior to that goal, I felt like I don't I don't know. I didn't feel great about the game. I didn't feel great about the way they were playing. I thought the the Flyers actually came out better. They had like all the momentum and then obviously they took the penalty and then Raquel scores on the power play, which is great. Yeah, you know, love to see the power play goal, especially after struggling against Boston. Uh, in the special teams category, so very much so. Yeah, so it was sweet to see Raquel get two goals in the first period. Awesome. Was kind of hoping he would get the hat trick, but uh, that never came, came, came around. But Casey DeSmith played a great game. So many great saves. Oh wow! Like, and this and this has been like his his mo for the whole season. Is that there's games where he makes these incredible saves and he looks
0: phenomenal. And then he has the, you know, the mediocre games. So there there was a tweet that I saw that said every third save that Casey Smith makes is a highlight save. That's pretty accurate. And that's kind of how it felt was yeah. just unreal save after save after save.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was the, his first one where he came across the he was sliding across the crease and made a nice, nice stop. And then he upped that with the, the glove save. That was a wasn't a goal, and confirmed wasn't a goal. Right. Um, and then he had that paddle. Well, it was a blocker to the paddle save that went went out, which was super nice too. So yeah, he played great. He should have should have gotten the shutout if it wasn't for some better defense. Yeah. But <laughs> that's another topic of conversation for the entire season as a whole so right yeah i but after those first two goals i thought they just played really well uh it was just a little unfortunate in the third period like i said lack of defense on the two flyers goals that you know probably shouldn't have happened but hey it is what it is uh, you're going to get that with the penguins when they're playing with the lead they're just going to stay on their heels which you know at this point in the season it's not going to change. We're, no, we're we're 12 12 days away from the start of, you know, the playoffs. So hopefully, hopefully, which we'll get into. But yeah, yeah I, th- I thought it was just a great game. Great game overall. Obviously, you got the juices flowing for you know the nice little ceremony for Latang in the beginning, thousandth game, and then you know, it just the penalties were all over the place. I don't remember that many four-on-fours.
0: How about you? Oh, there's so many calls. Uh, There were so many calls today. Um, Let's do some... Oh, boy. Let's do some math here. Um, Wow, there was nine penalties called today. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but before we get into breaking it down, uh, let's transition to the most important thing that happened today. Um, everything, the playoff race out of mind, every opportunity to win went out the window. It was Chris Letang's 1,000 game. Is 1,000 game? 1,000th game, yes. You got yeah, it. there's TH on the end of that? All right, yes. so there's 1,000th game. Really cool to see that. I still remember seeing him in Wilkes-Barre. Uh, so to, to see him kind of come all the way up and to play with Crosby as long as he did. Now, he wasn't in Wilkes-Barre long. Actually, I don't even think he was there for a full season, but um, he was there nonetheless and we saw him turn into a really quick relying heavy hitting defenseman and it's just so cool to see him get recognized after everything he's gone through from the strokes the injuries the passing of his father and that was all this year um and to see him overcome that and and still play, which is really awesome to see. Now in my tweet to congratulate Chris Letang, um, I said something that was honest, that we've been hard on him over the years. Uh, We've been hard on all our players, uh, but he always continues to come on out, play and prove us wrong sometimes. So I definitely want to congratulate Chris Letang. I mean, it's really cool to see him get the achievements that he deserves. That's the reason why we brought him back because he has such a strong tie to Pittsburgh and the way um, he plays, uh, works with the Penguins, and the way he works with the coaching staff and everything. Um, it was nice to see him get uh, recognized today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
1: Early on in his career, if you were to tell me that he would become the type of player that he is today, you know, I I probably wouldn't believe it because obviously everyone knew that he was going to be, you know, a good, solid defenseman. But to turn out to be the organization's best defenseman all time. Yeah, I wouldn't. believe. I, I that. don't know if I would yeah. believe that. And, you know, like you said, sometimes we get a little hard on him, but, you know, That's what happens when you are great all the time. When you have these blemishes that occur once in a while, they're just glaring. They just, they show up more. You know, a perfect example is all these penalties and everything that Malkin has been doing lately. It's like, we expect such greatness because we've seen greatness for so long that when you start stumbling and making these little mistakes, it's like, no, go back to the greatness, please. So, yes, we are spoiled as Penguins fans. Not only do we have one, you know, generational talent with Crosby, we have three and all three have reached the 1000th game mark, which I think we're the only team in the NHL to have three. Uh, Sorry, second team and to have three. In the NHL, I think the okay. other one was the the Kings, right? Because oh, uh, Kopitar, gosh. Kopitar, and those guys. But yeah, so I mean, Latang is just his he, his game was always today's like defenseman. So like he was ahead of his time when he started mm-hmm. an offensive defenseman that was you know kind of the point man when it came to power play like you know he never really was the defenseman you know in quotes on our power play he's like the like fifth weapon which is why he's always been so lethal on you know our rosters because you put him on that top line and which always pairs with crosby and now you have two you know generational talents on on the ice at the same time mm-hmm. so i mean great great guy it, it appears i can't say from personal experience but <laughs> josh <just> knows him <laughs> I, I know personally. chris we hang out no just seems like a great guy you know having his family there tonight probably awesome also probably bittersweet for him you know like you said losing his father earlier this this season so you know yeah just just a great great opportunity for us to kind of just actually reflect on how on on chris Latang's greatness and and his impact on this team and the organization over the last uh 16 years that he's uh 15 years that he's been uh a part of this team and i thought you know what's really cool is that like you know my wife doesn't follow sports at all but i was watching the game and well i was watching the ceremony and she goes oh did the game start yet and i said uh, i said oh no they're doing this little ceremony uh this guy had um his tonight's his thousandth game and she's listening to the ceremony and they talked about the the stroke that he had earlier this year and she goes oh that's chris letang and i said oh yeah you remembered him and she goes oh yeah she goes, I yeah. think that's really cool how he was able to come back from that and still play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, not only come back and play, but still come back and play at a high level. And I think that's what is will always stick with Chris Letang is his the fact of his competitiveness
0: and like his warrior type mentality. Yeah, 100%. And what I love there, I mean, we were kind of joking about, like, Sid, not lack of personality. I shouldn't say Sid doesn't have a personality. It's just funny because, like, they're best friends and Sid kind of looked like he was reading off a paper or something like that. Um, but he did, at the end of his uh, uh, little video, you saw that he said, Claude would be so proud. And, and I feel like that was the most personable or personal aspect of that video. Like, you know, Sid could have said, oh, dude, you're the best defenseman I've ever played with. Oh my gosh, you make me a better player. But I felt like the biggest thing he said was Claude would be proud. And I think that's what it boils down to. Like, we weren't celebrating, oh man, he's such a great hockey player. Like It is, that's what we were celebrating. He reached a thousand games, but I feel like we're we're celebrating what he's overcome rather than what he's done. Um, Two strokes, multiple injuries, passing of his father this year, unreal to come back and play, like you said, at a high level. Um, And more importantly, not letting us get to him. That's the more important, I mean, we're brutal. I've said this before, but Penguin, not Penguins fans, all of them, but Pittsburgh sports, they're so hard on their players they're so hard like just look go on twitter and type in Pittsburgh sports you're going to see half of them are cursing them out half of them are semi cursing them out and that's just that's all it is so for him to get rid of the noise play play through injuries and just keep on going, that's phenomenal. So, uh, just wanted to talk about Chris and a little bit in this podcast because we've been so hard on him. We've been trashing him at some games. I've been trashing on him for a lot. But at the end of the day, it's a silly hockey game. This dude has a family. This dude has, you know, not to sound like dumb, but this dude has feelings. And, you know we can we can talk about how he sucked on the blue line that one shift but you know what the dude seems like a great guy the dude seems like he would do anything for his team and that's all we can ask for in any player
1: yeah and and just to finish it off i i wouldn't want anyone else there like we yeah. talked about this in the off season if you do let him if you if we were to let him walk who are you trying to replace him with there is not a single person i would on the defensive like side of the ice that i would trade him for i still think you know obviously minus the like super young great guys like kale mccarr <laughs> fox yeah, from uh... the rangers like minus them those guys like there's not a single guy i would trade for not a single one and like yeah. that's one thing that gets overlooked like like i said we had three generational talents on our team and the the two behind Crosby are so overlooked. Like we almost didn't bring back Malkin and Letang just because I don't know why. But well, if finances
0: were, and all that. But yeah.
1: no, understood. But if they were the star on any other team, they would not be leaving. There wouldn't be any type of hesitation. They'd be re-signed in a heartbeat, and they'd be given all the praise and all the accolades, everything all all of it every single day but malkin and Latang's personalities fit perfect to be the underrated you know sometimes underappreciated superstar so i thought it was nice that he got his his night to shine yeah hopefully we'll be able to get all three of them one more
0: stanley cup we can go four for the big big three yeah i don't want three for the big three i want five six seven i would love that Uh, yeah just keep on winning them uh but obviously hey like i said it's a hockey game this dude uh seems like a great guy i wish him all the best uh he's not dead or retiring but you know like you know when you're when you're recognized as something it's obviously a great feeling and so with that we just want to recognize congratulations chris Latang. uh well we i know you can't do that but we hope for a thousand more uh i know that's that'd that's incredible that'd be incredible <laughs> but i don't think anyone could do it two thousand uh, games is yager astounding. yager-esque <laughs> yeah that is but um yeah, congratulations. Uh, we hope we get we can get you a couple more cups. And uh, honestly, thank you for staying to Penguin because uh, it would be super weird to see you on any other team. So uh, with that being said, you did a good job tonight. You know, you did a good job tonight. I think I mean, it's kind of hard to kind of go back and forth after that, like, breakdown of a guy's career. But uh, I think the Penguins played pretty well tonight. Um, Like Josh said, the first period was pretty rocky for the pens that the the start was atrocious. Uh, If you wanted to win two points, that's not how you do it. Uh, They came out pretty bad, slow and turning the puck over, barely could get the puck into the offensive zone. So just something you don't want to see when two points are on the line against a team that you know you can beat. Uh, I think uh, the second period really proved to be the Penguins' period for the whole entire season. I think that's solidified just because for some reason the second period is when we dominate. Uh, That wasn't just the case today, but that was the case yesterday as well. Uh, The Pens' goaltending was phenomenal, like we described. Casey DeSmith was looking really good. He looked uh, better than Jari yesterday. Jari didn't play terrible yesterday, but DeSmith looked better today than Jari did yesterday. So... Uh, that's okay. something to keep in the back of your mind as we get closer to the off season. Um, but the, yep. the main... one thing,
1: one thing I just want to say before we wrap up the the uh, review of tonight's game, I just want to give a little bit of appreciation to Brian Rust. I feel like for the last couple of weeks, he's been playing hurt. He, I don't, I forget what game it was, but he blocked a shot on the penalty kill with his hand and he's been struggling with it you can see it he'll put his hand behind his back so it doesn't get hit again like you see him favoring it sometimes and he's been playing lights out the last few games he got two goals yesterday he got a, a goal tonight a sweet goal tonight very nice goal, better, yeah. I think a better pass by Crosby, but I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's Sidney Crosby with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. But just a great finish by Russ. Honestly, if we were doing a beauty of the game, he would be my, my vote. Brian Russ. Brian Rust. he'd be my, my beauty of the weekend. That would be my, my thing.
0: Wow, that's pretty, that's like high praise there. Beauty of the weekend. I mean, yeah, he's definitely been playing really well. I'm not going to put that past him. I think he 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 is reaping Crosby's work. I think Crosby has been on a tear the last couple of games. Just the way he's been playing with and without the puck has showed more and more. I think he's definitely is trying to lead this team to the playoffs. I think that's very evident. And it shows, like the the play yesterday against Boston was phenomenal feat to to, to Brian Rust, uh, his assist between the defenders, and he did something similar tonight with Brian Rust. So, um, I think, and I'm happy for Brian I'm not saying that Brian Rust couldn't score on that himself, I'm just saying it's nice to have Sidney Crosby to pick you up and to make sure that you're getting back on the scoreboard, so that's really good as well. but yeah, I think I think overall the Penguins played good. This is the kind of game that you want to see from the Penguins. Did we have a little scare with the penalties? 100%. There was a lot of issues with the penalties. We were taking dumb penalties. We were uh, being a little immature and a little uh, loose when it came to this game. This was a game that we needed to have discipline. And this was a game that we needed to have a little bit of resilience when it comes to getting two points out of this game malkin was a great example of not doing that malkin took a lot of penalties i think he took three penalties and then he took a game misconduct so that if you want to say four
1: well yeah so he had three and then he had the which was called a uh I think it was just called a, a unsportsmanlike conduct. And that was the, his fourth penalty. But then when he was on his way to the penalty box, he started jawing at the ref again. And then the ref was like, nah,
0: you're out of here. You're gone. You're out. Get so, out of here. So I mean, that is a prime example of what not to do when you your team needs you to get two points for the playoffs. You know, imagine if we lost this game. All fingers would be pointing towards Malkin saying, You can't be that irresponsible and selfish during this time. I get it. The refs were making terrible calls. They had your number tonight. Oh, you could say everything. You could say the refs are just making it about themselves at this point. But you can't let that bother you when you have over 1,000 games, when you know how the game is played, and you know your team needs two points. Suck it up. Take the L. Sit in the box. And I know you. Some of you are saying, "Well, Sid did the same thing earlier." Oh yeah, against the against the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. So, um, y- y- you gotta just can't allow it to affect you the way it's been affecting you. I think it, it's very. Um, it's, it's, I, I keep on saying selfish, but that's that's a harsh word. The, the, you, you can't be that irresponsible. Like, Malkin, and this is one of the points, like, we're getting hard on our stars, and then, like, when Malcolm retires, I'm going to say, oh, my gosh, you were so good. But um, this, this is a game where you can't let those feelings upset you. You have to play your game, and you have to finish strong. And Malkin was just so focused on getting called and getting picked on that he let it get to him and he got kicked out of the game. And I just thought it was ridiculous. And I understand the penalties were ridiculous tonight. There was flopping. There was there was uh, just overall bad high sticking. And then there was so many penalties that weren't called. It was just so bad. Nine overall. Not not, not great uh, for the Penguins and or the Flyers. Um people were like tweeting at me. I I said the game, uh, this the refs are ruining this game. And a guy like tweeted at me. I definitely believe he was a Flyers fan. Yeah, um, he had a Flyers uh, jersey on in the. Yeah, in there his you pitcher. go. So he tweeted at me saying like, "Oh, he was mocking a flop or something." And I was like, "You guys had the same penalty earlier in the game. Like, just, dude, shut up. Like, you know, it's that kind of thing." So. Uh, I just think that the game kind of got out of hand and, uh, you know, o- overall, I'm happy with the win. Overall, happy with the win. Could we have done it better? Thousand percent. But let's get in to the, the, the nitty gritty. Josh, where are we at? What's the context? What's going on with the playoffs? So as of tonight, post game, Okay.
1: The New York Islanders also played tonight. They lost, so they finished the night with 87 points. The Florida Panthers did not play tonight, so they are staying at 85. We came in at 84. We're on the outside looking in. But now, with tonight's win, we're able to jump up and leapfrog the florida panthers and get to 86 points so now with five five games left on the season we are at 86 points and in the second wild card position only one point behind the new york islanders now
0: and only one point above
1: one point above the florida panthers that is fair yes now, today is the day that I told you to check back with me. If that is true. Where my confidence level is on if we make the playoffs.
0: Okay. All right, Josh, let me ask you officially. It is April 2nd. Are the Pit- is the Pittsburgh Penguins, no, nope. are the Pittsburgh Penguins making the playoffs? Yes or no? They are, and they will be the first
1: wildcard team.
0: It's a bold, bold prediction.
1: We have five games left. The Islanders have four. I personally think we can easily win three of the next five games. We could potentially win four.
0: Okay. Here's what I'll say to that. I think the Pittsburgh Penguins, we have a game... Our next game is against the Devils on Tuesday. I honestly believe we could beat them. Only because they had a pretty embarrassing night tonight against the Jets, I believe. So with that being said, I think, I think that we could get a little bit under their skin they're gonna want something to prove, and sometimes when that happens, they overcompensate a little bit. And I feel if we take advantage of that overcompensation by the the Devils, we could put ourselves in the spot to win out for the rest of the season. Now, if we win out for the rest of the season, I agree with Josh. We are going to be the first wild card spot. But if we don't beat the the the, the um, the Devils, and we lose at least one other game, I believe we are going to make the playoffs literally by the skin of our teeth. I think we're going to make the playoffs by a point, and we're going to be in the second wildcard spot. That's going to be my prediction.
1: Yeah, I mean, realistically, you're probably, like, you're, you're right. That's probably exactly what's going to happen. It's probably going to come down to the Columbus Blue Jackets game. On the 13th, and it's win, and you're in. If not, you're going home. Like, yeah, that's probably what it's gonna be. But I am being the optimistic fan that I am, and I am going with us taking the first wild card spot from the New York Islanders. I just think that us having that extra game in hand is just is going to play out to our advantage i mean we don't have any more head-to-head matchups against the islanders but i mean they play the the lightning next Uh, i don't know who they play after that but let's just let's just be honest here they're probably going to lose to the to the lightning which means now they're probably going to win because i just said
0: that but no the penguins losing to the lightning no 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 the islanders oh the I'm islanders sure. like, i don't even think we played the lightning sorry that no. that's what i get for not
1: really listening but the islanders are playing the lightning next they have four games left so that's what it, i i don't know
0: i that i just honestly believe an optimistic
1: person but that's that's
0: how i'm feeling my my fan and my heart is saying that the penguins can win out now realistically i think we can take away three wins. Take away three wins. Yeah. Florida is going to have a, a, a tear, and also so is the Islanders. And I feel like we're just going to get in by a point, and that's how it's going to go down. I hope, but the, once again, this is what I've been saying. I hope I've proven wrong. Please win out and distance yourself three points at the at the top of the the top of the the wild card josh you're making some wild wild faces over there on uh on the other screen so what the heck is happening in your world because i just pulled up the schedules for the islanders and the panthers do they have some easy schedules for the remainder of the year
1: boy do they have some easy
0: schedules So realistically So, okay. so let's just, just let's
1: just put it let's just put in this perspective okay, okay So the Penguins have five games remaining against in order the Devils Wild Red Wings Blackhawks and Blue Jackets Okay Florida Panthers have five games remaining against the Sabres Senators Capitals Maple Leafs hurricanes I see two difficult games there out of the five The New York Islanders have four games left. They don't play again until Thursday.
0: Oh there man, that's that's terrible to like yeah. sit on your hands and wait for like
1: Okay, we're yep.
0: we're ready to play.
1: <laughs> so they have the Lightning, the Flyers, the Capitals and the Canadiens. Again, three easy, easy wins there. So, based off of my projections, you are 100% right. It is gonna come down, it, and it may even come down to even the first wild card spot. It may come down to that very last game of the year, which I think we're all playing on the same night. Thursday. Oh
0: my. Eight.
1: Oh, the Islanders actually have to sit and wait. They play on the 12th. Their last oh, okay. game. Their last game is the 12th. And then the, the Penguins and the Panthers both play on the 13th.
0: So so here's a, here's what I want. OK, cool. all right. Mike Sullivan, you listening? Crosby, I know you're listening. All right, listen. Win out. OK, Damn, hear me. You have to he, hear me. OK, if you win out. You don't have to worry about this race because you know they're gonna at least lose once. The only hard team that I'm kind of nervous about is Devils on Tuesday. I feel like we're
1: gonna- see. you're not nervous about the Wild. I'm more nervous about the Wild. Oh, interesting. That's good to know. Not at all. Yeah.
0: I'm 100%, 100%. 100% believe that we can beat the the Minnesota Wild. We're home, correct, against Minnesota? Yeah, that's our next home game. So 100% believe the fans are going to be rocking. If we defeat the uh, Devils away in New Jersey, man, is the house going to be rocking against uh, uh, the, the Wild. And even if we lose, the Penguins fans will know what is that stake? So they're going to be loud and proud on Thursday, no matter what. So, um, I think that's a game that we can win. The only problem, my fear, is away games. For some reason, I just don't like it when the Penguins are away because it's unpredictable what's going to happen. So, um, so I, I just think the Penguins, uh, you know, they they need to win out in order to get us a playoff berth. See what happens on Tuesday. It all starts Tuesday. Well, that is when our next episode is. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate it greatly. Um, we see our followers growing on Spotify, on Twitter, and we just want to say this, ep- this show would be nothing uh, except for two stooges talking about hockey um, without you. Uh, so we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys sharing and doing all that stuff that you need to, that we always go over. So thank you so much with that, Josh, where can these people who maybe haven't listened all the time, where can they find the podcast?
1: Yeah. Wherever you're currently listening. Uh, we are, we are there. So hit the subscribe, like, um, whatever, whatever they offer on that platform. just, Just ask that you follow us there. And then if you want to hop around, wherever you're at, we are also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, uh, Amazon, iHeartRadio, the list goes on. Okay, so wherever you listen, if you need to change platforms for whatever reason, hop on over, then just hit us a like, a follow, a subscribe, we would be greatly appreciated. Um, Also... Follow, follow us on uh, Twitter, at Pens Collective. Louie is the uh, dubbed Jif Gladiator on, yeah, that's true. Uh, during the games. So make sure to follow us there and engage uh, with him during the games. Uh, also, uh, I just wanted to give uh, a shout-out to uh, two of our big sponsors, um, Third Assist Hockey Company. Uh, make sure you, you find them. Uh, hockey season's yeah. winding down, but they still have a bunch of gear that you can get uh, so you can be ready for next season that comes, uh, comes along because uh, that warm weather is coming. That warm weather oh, is yeah. coming. Um, also, Yins, Check out shopyins.com. Uh, bunch of great gear that you can get for uh, all the Pittsburgh sports fans in your life. Uh, just make sure that you uh, check them out uh, as well. So uh, I think that'll do it for for me on my end. So tune in Tuesday, April 4th, after our game against the Devils as this race continues to get tight. Lewis, as always, let's go Pens. heard your cat at the end.
0: I know my cat just look. Okay, hold on, can just I meowing and everything.
1: <laughs> I heard your phone. Your your noise cancellation is.
0: What do you mean on? You, you heard my. Heard your phone dinging. What the fresh <laughs> Oh no, that gets me nervous. Yeah.